Hey, Jake. I like video games. Well, hey, Tony. I like video games, too. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game. Blah. <laughs> that was like a vampire? Is that like... <laughs> Trying to do some, uh, trying to do some, like, Dracula stuff. I wanna do suck your blood! I like that the game. Yeah, you did it much better. I didn't really find it until after you said it. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Hey, I Like That Game. <laughs> Speaking of finding it, Jake! What's up, dude? We found you. Not too much. Not too much. I am recording this episode on my brand spanking new PC. I, I love it so much. I'm so happy I have it. And um, I played some 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 Baldur's Gate on it with you, mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate three. Sorry, not Baldur's Gate one, uh, which would be pr quite on brand for me, I think, to play play a game an old, old <laughs> brand new PC. Yeah, an old ass video game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, speaking of that, it does run Age of Empires very well. This new computer does. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, we played some Baldur's Gate. I was able to run out ultra high graphics looks looks very good i can see all of the uh the fantastic in development beta qualities of that game now instead of just being like it might be my pc but um still having fun with it we we played a little bit uh you're playing the druid uh, yeah how's, how does the druid feel druid is really cool so um my wife christy plays a druid in our dungeons and dragons campaign so i thought it would be apt to create her in uh in Baldur's Gate now that the Druid uh, class has been added, it's fun. It, it's fun. Like changing into an animal feels very um, impactful, and I feel like they got like the mm. scale of the models like perfect. The bear feels big and imposing. A cat feels nice like, and small and sneaky. Um, it, it's very fun. It's it's very fun. I, and I will also say, even though that game is in early access, it looks really good oh good it looks yeah. really good like the the mind flayer or whatever um very cool looking you know um mm -hmm. they look yeah. they yeah. look wet they look like they smell pretty bad but also <laughs> evil <laughs> it, yeah the, the like the technology and like the um, look of the mind flayer stuff is 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 indeed repulsive, which I think is what they're going for, and it, it it's great. It's wet. It's 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 all slick. Yeah. Too many tentacles. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. I'm um, continually impressed by that game because every time I've played it, like I'll just make a new character and kind of start over, and yeah. no game has been the same yet. They've all there have been certain beats that like I can predict, but like as soon as you go to camp for the first time, anything can happen. You know, um, it's really cool. Yeah, the game's all over the place. It's so fun. It's so great. I can't wait for the full release. Still give me like another whole last year or whatever but mm -hmm. as long as they keep trickling out content i'll keep playing it because yeah it's it's quick to make a new character and just like jump right into the game i mean like the tutorial section on the ship like if you know what you're doing you're you're done with it in less than 30 minutes and like it's still it's still fun like it's still combat and there's still stuff going on and you can yeah. like, try to there's always so there's, a, there's this portion portion at the very end of the, the tutorial where like a demon lord and and um, a mind player are fighting D and D nerds are gonna tell me that I'm wrong think... on both the, the names of those characters of those of those enemies. I think but it was a uh, pit lord, Jake. He's actually a lesser demon lieutenant. 
if you do know the actual title of those of those characters, please let me know because I am curious, but also I don't give a shit, so I'm not going to tell it right now. Anyway, it's always a fun game to try to kill the demon lord and the mind player because like the thing is they're both like way too powerful for you to take on, but they fight each other. But of course. I always encourage people in my games to try to like fight the demon lord because it's fun. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, that aside, <laughs> that uh, when Baldur's Gate two, three, uh, still very fun. Um, look forward to us talking about that for the next year, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I've also been playing some Mass Effect two. Um, still, still fun game. Still very good. the The combat is solid. It, it feels a lot better than Mass Effect one. Absolutely. It, it gets a little. Bit repetitive, not a little bit. It gets repetitive with the combat after not too long, just because it is that like late two thousands like cover based, just like sit down in cover, pop out and take a shot kind of game. So it's 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 definitely like of the time and it gets repetitive there. But like yeah, still still a super fun game. Um, been playing been playing a lot more, getting further in the story. I, I just love Mass Effect so much. Those games are so... I love those games so much. The world in those games are so good. Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about it before, but Mass Effect... Yeah. Pretty solid. One, two, three. But yeah, yeah, we solid. haven't had too much time since our, our last episode, so that's really all I've been all I've been messing around with. What about you, Tony? Um, Jake, I would like to talk about golf uh, of two... Oh, okay. Good, of, good, good, good. Of two varieties, actually. Uh, so the first, uh, Super or Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, this just came out yesterday, but um, I played it like right at uh, the release because it came out at midnight Eastern. So I was able to stay up for a couple of hours um, Thursday evening and play with my friends on the the East Coast. Um, I've only played it a bit so far, so I I, I feel like this is uh, this review is in development, but. It's a solid Mario sports game, in my opinion. The online seems to work just fine. We were able to do four-player with no lag, and we only had one connection failure after playing for, I don't know, like maybe three hours. So I feel like that's a win uh, on, you know... That's good for Nintendo. That's very good for Nintendo. Right, exactly. Like, it... I hate to give them a handicap, but, like, I also want to give them credit where credit is due. Um, that, like, I've had a pretty solid online experience with the game so far which is saying something for nintendo um there's tons of options to change how you play the game so there's like speed golf and there's battle golf and there's like there's a bunch of different like weird mixes on the golf genre in this in this game some of them are more effective than others but like the standard regular ass golf without any supers or anything crazy is very very good and they added this one quality of life uh change to it uh where everybody can golf at the same time so everybody tees off at the same time plays their shots at the same time there's no penalty for you know going slow or finishing the whole last but it's just a way to like keep things progressing um that's very nice yeah like for a multiplayer with golf like being able to pop off at the same time is so good yeah it's it's great it's like a great game to play with people and just shoot the shit you know like here's the game that i'm gonna play to catch up with friends like that that's what i want that game to be um i hope they continue to they hope they continue to support it with content uh because at the as of right now, the starting amount of courses is much smaller than any of the previous ones. Like, you only get six courses as opposed to, like, ten in the last Mario Golf game. Um, 
that that's like not great um there is an adventure mode that's like an rpg style like career mode thing um that's very interesting a lot of different like mini games and challenges in there uh to play and it introduces you to all the different game modes uh which is nice it's like a it's almost like a pokemon game in that there's like badges that you're like running around from town to town collecting uh because that's how you prove you're the ultimate golfer is by badges. The golf, the golf champion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how Jim Furyk did it. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tiger Woods has like 20 badges. Yeah, <laughs> he juggled all of the golf courses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's fun. Uh, Mario Golf, Super Rush. It's a fun game. Uh, I'm I'm having a I'm good glad. time with. I'm having a good the, time. With uh, I just got I like chuckled to myself a little bit when you said like it's a good Mario sports game, and I just love that that's a genre of sport of like of like game that there is like so many different mario mario sports games that I, have become its own genre that's, i mean that's like so funny. i mean you could say arcade sports game right and that's a bigger umbrella term that would get games like powerball or mutant league football in that mix but like um i don't know specific mario sports games for it to be its own genre <laughs> I, th- there well there's so many mario sports games and so many of them are actually very good so i feel yeah. like it, it deserves its own characterization Absolutely. in a lot of ways um the other game i want to talk about that is also golf is disc golf people should play disc golf this is actually the thing i've been playing the most as of late uh, i have a basket in my backyard uh so i can go outside and putt uh every day which is really fun uh, i have a short course that's like you know really a putter and maybe a mid-range course about five minutes away from me and within an hour of my house there is several really really good disc golf courses around me um it's a wonderful game that requires very little money to get into but takes a long time to perfect like a lot of very good video games um I love disc golf. It's the best. How is disc golf like a fighting game? Oh, okay. You're fighting against yourself. You know, it's really the internal <laughs> struggle. That's how. That's what you're fighting against. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I could translate footsies to disc golf, but, but anyways. Um, Throw with your feet. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, disc golf is the best game that isn't a video game. Uh, Go try it if you haven't done it before. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's it. Jake, I made you uh, throw some frisbees when uh, when you were visiting a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it was great. You would just you would like go out. You'd be like, all right, I'm taking a taking a break from work. I'm just gonna throw some frizzes. That's what you call them. <laughs> frizzes outside. And then uh, yeah, it's it's nice. I like it. I've I've played frisbee golf exactly once, and it was with you. Uh-huh. And I was having I had a very good time. Um, I was not great at it i'm not good at throwing a normal ass frisbee so when you uh add a uh a hole to it that you need to get to that isn't a person that doesn't like try to catch the frisbee i'm quite bad at it it's but it tough. is very fun i, I had a, i had a blast uh, even though i was awful so yes i yeah. second that recommendation it's um it's really nice uh it's a nice pastime because it's a it's a very engaging sport at least like for me you know like the the motion of throwing a frisbee i've always been very good at it uh much better than swinging a golf club so i get like a lot of the same enjoyment that people that play you know regular golf um out of disc golf but then on top of that like disc golfing is like equal parts hiking 
you know, like I played a course uh, last weekend uh, with my father-in-law and, and Christy uh, for Father's Day, and it's called Rain Shadow. Um, I think yeah, I think she's called like Rain Shadow. Like that's the the Rain Shadow disc golf course, and it's out on the um, peninsula near Squim, and it's like carved out of this mountain and has these beautiful overviews of the Olympics. It's like stunning, right? So you get this like awesome hiking experience, and then on top of that, you get a really fun, engaging sport to do at the same time. I love it. It's it's like the best, um, perfect summer activity when you're not inside with the AC on, hiding from the climate disaster. Um, <laughs> but, but, but anywho, um, I think that's going to do it for the uh, top part of the show. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with uh, our good friend Nate, and we're going to talk about Castlevania, Order of Ecclesia. <laughs> And we're back. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Today, we are talking about Castlevania, Order of Ecclesia, and we have a guest. Uh, say hello, Nate. What's up, dude? Hey, hello. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for suggesting this game, sir. Uh, why did you pick it? Oh, it's my delight. So I love Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Tony, I've been bothering you for as long as I've known you play a castlevania game so this was sort of my opportunity to get you to play it mm-hmm. jake i hope you had a good experience as well but as a little kid did you ever have those games that you played when you had like the flu or bronchitis or something like that mine was uh castlevania 2 ah simon's quest reviled people do not like this game but i loved it <laughs> as a kid I get it. There's cryptic nonsense. You don't know where to go. Difficulty spikes. It was a really rough game. But there's something about exploring that countryside, getting outside of Dracula's castle, and combining all these different horror tropes that I really liked from those Hammer movies where they had Christopher Lee as Dracula, mm-hmm. you know, Terrence Fisher directing those, all the Universal monster movies. And then I also loved Clash of the Titans, Ah. And there's something about Castlevania that just brings in Greek mythology and combines all that stuff together. So I loved it as a kid. Um, plus, you had a rock and soundtrack, right? There's Vampire Killer yeah. and all these other tunes. Hell yeah. Love that game as a kid. And they started to bring forth that 2D Castlevania to the PlayStation with Symphony of the Night. On the Game Boy Advance, they had Circle of the Moon, Aria of Sorrow, and then they just kept rolling on the DS. But all those games are always just in the castle which is fine, it's a Metroidvania game, right? But I wanted to get back to that feeling of being a kid again, exploring that countryside, seeing what else was in Transylvania outside of Dracula's castle. And then you combine that in Order of Ecclesia with some pretty interesting magic systems, some good art designs, and it just really, really made me happy when I played it 13 years ago when it first came out. Yeah. So I wanted to suggest it, wanted to revisit it. Does it still hold up? Do I still like it? And all those all those good things. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know, Jake, you don't have much of a history with Castlevania in general, right? 
I now have one Castlevania game I've played. <laughs> right, right. So this is your first Castlevania game. So, so welcome to it. Um, I've played like so. Just so everyone knows, like my kind of history with the series, like I I played the first one on NES, but like I never finished it. I played a little bit of Dracula X. I played Symphony of the Night and finished it. That game is fucking excellent. Um, Castlevania 64. I actually played a lot of that game, and that game sucks. Um, I played Lament of Innocence, and I think that's PS2. It's another one of the 3D Castlevania games. And it's like, it's not bad. Like, it was okay. It's a perfect, like, B-tier game. I feel the same way about Lords of Shadow. I played that uh, 3D. That's, like, one of the newest, like, kind of reboots of Castlevania. And then, like, I played a little bit of the Bloodstained games just to, like, kind of see what they were. But I didn't, didn't really like them. I kind of bounced off um, that game. So this... This game, like, sits in a nice spot of, like, that, that 2DS-style um, Castlevania game, but there's, like, a, like, some fairly modern concepts in it with, like, the glyph system, right? Um, it's interesting. Like, a lot of Castlevania games, in my mind, are, like, you're either using a whip or, like, a sword, but, that, like, that's kind of it in terms of, like, weaponry. And this game is, like, very different than that. Like, you... There are so many different ways to you know interact with like the combat system of this game yeah it's so yeah it's so funny that all of your experiences were with those 3d castlevania games and yeah. i played so little of them now yeah. <laughs> a huge castlevania junkie yeah um yeah lamont of innocence some of those ps2 games uh lords of shadow and the 360 just didn't really do it's like a little too god of war you know yeah. for me yeah yeah and um a bona fide 2d junkie so it's just pure bias nothing wrong with those games necessarily yeah i just really like the side-scrolling action of a castlevania game something you mentioned nate that i think is like really uh i love about this series in general is you know the the art style and how it brings in all these different monsters it's like you know just as much as you're fighting very like um, standard looking demons there's also like here's a frankenstein and here's like a merman and here's like werecats and like here's, here's just, a big old crab here's a big old fucking crab <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like all these different like weird monsters from any sort of like cultural touch point they're just like all right it lives in castlevania in some way which I, which is great i love that um love that about the series um, yeah, this game. This game looks so cool. It's so it's so metal. It's like pixels and like sprite stuff is absolutely on point. This game is so cool looking. Yeah, and and one of the things that Nate, like you touched on, that's like kind of one of the strengths of this game is that like it's outside of a castle for the majority of the game, right? Um, there are a bunch of different locales to explore, and a lot of those locales are pretty cool looking. Like that that very first water level where like you're jumping across boxes and there's like a, a, a shipwreck, you know, in your background and then you come back to it later and can swim in the water. Like I thought that was like really cool, like very effective. Um, yeah, in any game that has a lighthouse in it is perfect. I mean Growing up in Michigan, there's approximately 2,000 lighthouses, you know? <laughs> like, any time you get to explore one of those in a game is a great opportunity. Pretty great, I've yeah. always wanted to go in one. I've never, like, gone in a lighthouse. You don't really get the opportunity to ever do that, but I've always wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, some of these levels are, are, are really cool. But then, like, 
some of them aren't you know like i think uh yeah. was it the uh the mountain the time mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. mountain or something it's like it's like the blandest of the bland you know um i can't remember exactly how many locales there are in the game but there's it's substantial it's, it's double digits um mm-hmm. out, out of those i would say like maybe half are like very rememberable uh, rememberable <laughs> very memorable <laughs> um very interesting like layouts and eventually when you do go to dracula's castle at the you know kind of very end of the game um looks fucking dope that castle was very very cool i had a great time uh, at that section um so well, there's a little bit of criticism on this game because so many people had been used to exploring that big castle it was century of the night um aria of sorrow dawn of sorrow all these games exclusively take place and then having these smaller digestible levels was something that was a little controversial at the time but kind of like what you said i i liked it for the most part in replaying the game they didn't need two water levels that was nonsense yeah yeah they also didn't need two mountain levels and they happen like back to back to back to back in the middle of the game and they have things like prisons or the giants dwelling in yes. areas that are a lot more compelling and i wanted to see more of that in this game like something crazier like some forest or give me a cemetery a good cemetery is always a wonderful spot jake you mentioned this game felt very metal it's not the more metal than blasting away enemies in a cemetery yeah exactly <laughs> uh i like that you called out giants dwelling specifically because i i also wrote that down in my notes that level was fucking awesome it had were cats crazy ghost ladies jumping skeleton skeletons like all sorts of really cool enemy types and like a cool like kind of motif there um yeah the enemy design in this game is so cool there's not a single there's you rarely come across like a bland or like boring enemy they all have like a weird shtick or like look to them or like name like a werecat like you could just like throw a boring ass werewolf in there Uh uh-uh not gonna do it we're gonna keep things zesty and that's what this game does yeah yeah i one of the other things that just something that's disappointing to me about this game um in relation to the like different locales is that like it feels kind of directionless at times and like very um lacks reason you know the we haven't really talked about the story at all in this game because it's not even worth talking about too much i I feel like it's very bland paint by numbers yeah main character uh loses all of her memories is being used by whomever and the person you thought was good was the bad guy you know but very yeah very never been done before in a video game yeah like i i really like the castlevania like the stories and like the lore of the belmonts versus dracula and this game like Mm -hmm. doesn't do any of that and it's doesn't do anything interesting with the fact that it's not a belmont and not immediately fighting dracula um but like yeah like it feels like there wasn't a lot of reason to go to these different places it was just you were going from place to place like you fight albus who is like one of your main antagonists in a mine why yeah like why is it like is that important to this character important to the story was there like a tip that he was in this mine for some reason 
no, not really. It was just like fucking go to this mine and fight this guy, <laughs> which I thought was like yeah. like needlessly changing location just for the sake of saying, hey, look at all these different locations. You know, like uh, there was an intentionality behind some of these um, decisions that I, um, I don't know, that, like it just felt weird to me. It felt weird. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I had a, that same feeling. I didn't really know how to describe it, but the way you did was was spot on. Where it just kind of feels like you're you're going to new levels because it's the next level. Yeah. And um, I mean, like I get it. There's a lot. There's a lot of levels in this game. Um, yeah, like a little bit over two dozen. So coming up with like a narrative reason for every single one, I'm sure it's just like a big pain in the butt. That's not like a huge deal, and they could have just omitted, and they chose to. And like it's fine, but yeah, it's just it just makes the game a bit weaker in that regard. Yeah. The else? Go ahead, Nate. So something that they had in some of the previous Castlevania games, like going all the way back to Simon's Quest, you're exploring this countryside because you are Simon Belmont and you're cursed, and you need to find all of the different parts of Dracula and reassemble them and then finally resurrect Dracula, defeat him, and then you rid yourself in the countryside of the curse that has been left behind after his original death so you have such a compelling reason and yeah what are you doing in the mountains in this game <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. really make a whole lot of sense and and it does have an interesting factor of like you're supposed to be saving these villagers so they can go populate a village and then you know here's a shopkeeper here's somebody who's going to make armor for you here's somebody who's going to make you know these items in this game uh for you because this game does have leveling up stats you know you're supposed to be kind of managing these different things so having like innkeepers and um shop owners in the town like unlocking them and like finding them within the different worlds like i think that's like a compelling mechanic but like it also felt kind of lifeless you know like some of the some characters were written yeah. better than others um but on the most part they're just like oh here's just a guy here's a shopkeeper like whatever yeah they're all descendants from the Belmonts, and Albus is taking blood samples from them and then walling them away behind waterfalls and prisons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Didn't seem mm -hmm. like it was really accomplishing that character's goal in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about that we haven't really touched on yet is one of the, the most distinct mechanics of this game is the, the glyph system. It's kind of what makes this game stand out from any of the other Castlevania games. Um, so basically, your main character... Uh, what's her name? What's the pronunciation of her, her name? Shinoa? Shinoa is how I have it in my head. Yeah. Um, so she can absorb, basically, um, spells, or they call them glyphs in this game. She can absorb these things from enemies and like kind of take their abilities. So... An enemy that has, let's say, a hammer, when you kill it, there's a chance that it would drop a hammer glyph, and then you can absorb it, and now you can swing a hammer like that character did. Um, mm -hmm. It expands out. I don't know how many glyphs there are in this game, but there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, yeah you get a lot. A lot of variation in how you can 
play your your character it does give you like three loadouts that you can quickly switch back and forth from so you do get a a wide range of different attacks that you can uh leverage at any given moment as long as your execution is right i feel like so i struggled with that like switching back and forth between loadouts and using them effectively all together i ended up mm-hmm. like really kind of sticking with one maybe two loadouts and barely using the third one um for stuff but I love that that's an option and people that want to get like good at the execution of it can do really cool things. You know, like watching like speed runs of this game, very impressive um, what people can do with it. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very, it's, this game gives me a lot of um, kind of like Dark Souls vibes with, it's just like very, almost like oppressive gothic world like really like interesting and almost like frightening enemy design and and like the difficulty of his bosses it's um it gives me a lot of those vibes and it's it's it is very fun it's super difficult i'm not sure about you guys but i was dying constantly oh yeah oh yeah Yeah, constantly this this game is really fucking hard it's really hard and like some of that for me like um I had to take a long break in between playing this game uh, because my computer took a shit. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. But coming back to the game, like I still really, really struggled. Um, it's fun to watch people play it well, but like I'm not good at that. And I, I'm not going to lie. I use action replay cheats um, at about which boss was it? That giant desert fi- fish. I don't remember what that boss was called. Um, yeah, that one's a little bit of an ass. Yeah, it's like Grave Doriscus or something like that. I can't, I can't remember what the the name of it is, but it's a just giant fish in the desert like level. And oh my god, that was just so frustrating. I died countless times there, and then I just said fuck it, put on infinite health, max stats. Yeah. So I just one hit shot the boss after that, which was great. Um, yeah, this game's very yeah. hard. Very hard. Yeah. One of the things that always helped me out in the boss battles was using those union attacks. So in that glyph system, you can equip something to your left hand and then your right hand. And then if you hit up in the attack button, you do some sort of more impressive attack that drains your hearts, like currency Mm. for executing those attacks. And depending on what boss you were fighting, there were opportunities to exploit weaknesses. Like the one boss that I was struggling with constantly was um i think his name was blackmore this character that summons this big shadow in the background that completely wrecks you but you can exploit the rpg system where you can equip something that guards against dark attacks and then you can equip something that does light damage and being able to use those in concert with one another definitely helped me out and it always seemed like as difficult as the bosses were, there was some enemy located around the boss arena that if you were able to defeat it or steal its attack, you could then leverage that to basically have a shortcut through fighting the boss. I I never noticed that. I never noticed that. Um, that's an interesting... That's interesting. I, ne- I never noticed that in the design. That would have been a great info to have. <laughs> playing this game um, game does not explain anything well at all no no there no it does not explain it, it 
I was very frustrated with the glyph system because of that. Um, it it doesn't explain how you gain them, uh, gain yeah. these glyphs very well. And so it does this thing where, so when you kill an enemy that has the potential to drop a glyph, there'll be like a little flourish on that enemy, like this weird graphic, can't miss it. Sometimes that means they're dropping it, but if it's just there, um, that means like it, there's a possibility for this to drop, which mm-hmm. you know that encourages farming enemies, which I, I don't like. Um, but yep. then but then at the same time, it's in certain sections uh, there'll be enemies all over the place. Then there's a glyph drop, and you're trying to pick it up, and the animation to absorb a glyph is so slow. And oh, it's the worst. It doesn't pull from like the entire screen. You have to be like on top of the motherfucker, and you have to stand there for what feels like five seconds, uh, which is way too long. Way too long. Um, just yeah. really, really frustrated um, with that mechanic. The part where you can steal the ability is really cool. Yes. Even for certain bosses like Aldous, there's an ability that you can get exclusively from him. And so when you see that flash when they're doing the attack, you can hold up, and then you can now permanently use that. That is fantastic. But farming in this game is definitely its biggest weakness, both in some of the side quests, and then when you're trying to get a glyph off of an enemy, you might have to kill that thing like 20, 30, 40 times or more before it will give you the opportunity to acquire it. And then, as you said, you're contending with like 19 different enemies Mm -hmm. all at the same time while trying to get that glyph. And that's definitely if you have the 3DS or 2DS in your hand, you're just like so tempted to just fling that thing across the room when that's going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were a few flinging my 3DSs onto the couch <laughs> out of frustration during my playthrough of this game. Nate, you like fuck it. Yeah, honk. It's <laughs> right into the right into the pillows. <laughs> Nate... Almost, almost onto the floor one time. Crab fight. <laughs> oh, oh man. Crab like... fight. <laughs> what an asshole. Dude, but what an epic moment, right? Like the end. Yeah, yeah for well, sure. It's such a cool way to end the fight. And best best ending to a boss fight uh, in this game, I feel like, because you you're fighting this giant crab in an elevator shaft, and the last thing you do to it is drop an elevator from the top floor all the way down to the bottom, and it's great. It's animated so well. Cool. It's, it's so cool. It's very cool. Very cool. Well, so like the. The animation of this game, like the sprite work, like the um, pixelate, is like it's, it's super good. It's super detailed, um, which like looks phenomenal. But like I found that it made it tough to find the hitboxes sometimes. So I would get like just like whapped by something, or like just like just barely make contact with like the boss's hurt box because like I just like misjudged it due to the just like the style of animation in the game itself that was frustrating but it didn't happen like frequently enough for it to be like a big thing for me yeah like i the visual language of this game is a little muddy and it's Mm -hmm. and it's a shame like things like that are are tough and then something nate that you brought up that i love about this game is like being able to like steal the enemy spells like while they're casting them like super cool mechanic right um, 
how how does the game tell me you can do that not at all it really doesn't um at least from what what i experienced um i stole the umbra spell this was maybe a couple hours into the game i i stole it by accident like it was just like wait did that just work what the fuck like it was like a a, a cool moment but like I love moments like that, but at the same time, um, I wish there was something uh, something better to clue me in on that being a thing in this game, you know? Um, it, yeah, that, that was frustrating, but still, very cool moment. The other, God, I, I have to talk about this because I took a clip of it and it was one of the most frustrating things in this game. Um, so you're at, you're at the mountain, right? I think it's like the first mountain, it's like the Tai Taimyo Mountain or something like that, and to get the what is it? It's like a Gale glyph. I, I can't. I think it starts with a P. The name of the actual glyph, but it's basically like you shoot a green, uh, like air burst or whatever. Awesome glyph. One of my favorite moves to use in the game. Um, the way to get it is the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my in my life. Like the the mechanic here is you're basically using a traversal ability to sling like to fling yourself up this long um tall corridor and you're trying to fling yourself up and at the very top of that there's a platform with the glyph sitting there um but issue is there's gale force winds blowing across that glyph so you have to fling yourself up on top of this platform and then um, absorb the glyph with that really stupid long animation, right? While the air is pushing you off the platform. Um, it took me 15 minutes of like continuously trying to get to the very edge of this platform and start the animation to like absorb the glyph while it was pushing me across it. It, it was such a frustrating challenge um, the reward of this glyph was really good because it ended, like I said, it ended up being like one of my favorites to use in the game. But like, it was such a frustrating, frustrating bit of design in that moment that didn't have to be. Uh, and I, I don't know, I just, I just did not like that. Did not like that moment. Did, did anybody else get that one, or am I just <laughs> uh, complaining about nothing? What makes, no, what makes that moment even worse is that there's an item in the game called the Tower Ring. And its description says, less likely to be blown away. So I thought, you need that ring, equip it, and then you'll be fine in order to get that glyph. No, it doesn't do shit for any of those Gale Force wins. You just have to kind of bust with it up until you get it. Are so you I have the same frustration. Are you serious? I didn't even know that item existed. Yeah, yeah. I thought I found the golden ticket. Nope. <laughs> oh my god. That's really frustrating. I do not like that. I do not like that. Um, let me see. The I have uh, something I have something I need to get off my chest. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Something I only noticed when I replayed this game. Why is Dracula the villain? Yeah, the right. Dude is just chilling in his castle, and you straight up go to his house and murder him. There is no evidence he has done any wrongdoing at all. The whole game, he is just hanging out, drinking some wine. Yep. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's like the the twist, like the Twilight Princess type twist, where like, oh, it was Ganondorf all along, but like, 
it was Dracula the whole time, but he wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It odd. This this whole game was odd. Uh, it was very odd. Any sort of the story beats, very odd. But Dracula himself, pretty cool. Pretty cool boss yeah. fight. You know, like d- traditional Dracula with the you know the three fireballs and and what have you. Mm-hmm. But like, he looked cool. He looked imposing. Um, let's talk about the bosses. Like we we've talked about it a little bit. So we we talked about that giant crab. That was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I also really enjoyed uh, Goliath, which was that giant Frankenstein. Oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Albus, that boss fight was was kind of cool. Like I, I thought it was lame that he had like a like a magic gun. But he, he has like a gun, and like sometimes it shoots bullets, and sometimes it like shoots magic. <laughs> yeah, if that was a little strange. But it had like a dragon kick as well, which was super yeah. cool. Yeah. I loved it. Albus is the best boss fight in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, that that was a fun that was a fun fight. The, uh, the one I had a lot of trouble with that feels very underwhelming. It's just like the big old skeleton from the prison. Like that guy is so hard to fight. Once you gotta figure out his pattern, it's not so bad, but it's punishing very early on. Most mm-hmm. definitely. He's like the second boss or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels so underwhelming. Like if I was like being killed by like, I don't know, if like the, the skeleton guy had like like eight bony arms or something cool like that. Like, no, just just like a big old skeleton that kicks good. Mm-hmm. And like I just kept getting killed by it. And it was so fucking frustrating because all the other bosses in this game are so neat and have such cool designs and like attacks and whatnot um i kind of like the like the weird mermaid girl um, <coughs> yeah that was a character boss fight that was a that was a pretty fun one and it was it it was tricky and some of her attacks like that like her like weird hair whip thing aren't telegraphed super well so it's kind of like you always have to be ready for them um but yeah i thought that was a fun a fun boss fight that was challenging without having to throw my ds across the room yeah and and that boss fight also has that moment where she puts down like the pillars in the kind of your background and then a wave starts coming in and you can protect yourself by getting you know in line with one of those pillars which i love that as a mechanic i love that in games i don't know why it's you know take cover love it i don't know why it's great yeah anything where it feels as though the boss can use its environment that it lives in against you is yeah. very cool. Yes. It makes it seem like you're fighting in a place rather than just like a bunch of pixels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What What weapons did you all gravitate towards? Because there's like swords, there's hammers, there's magical abilities of different elemental types. There's so many different things that you could do. Did you find preferring a certain kind of weapon for most of your playthrough i usually like the like um like the hammer or kind of like the the scythe um i thought just thought like the arcing arcing attack covered a lot of a lot of like different movement patterns and just kind of ended up being helpful and then you know occasionally you come across an enemy that's like vulnerable to to blunt damage or whatever type of damage that was it never really told me i just like ended up working out very well on some enemies but yeah i was i was generally that i had those equipped i um so i mess around a lot like one of the strengths of this game i think i I already mentioned this but like the 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 
changing of ways that you can interact with the game with the glyph system is really cool because like you start with like a sword and a knife and then by the end of the game you're literally sprouting wings and shooting energy blasts out of your hands like it's crazy um i like you jake use a lot of the hammer and the scythe um like i'd already mentioned i use that um air glyph a lot I also really liked, um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like two spinning balls of light. Um, I would use, yeah. I would use that a ton, yeah, yeah. use that a ton. Um, I also really liked later in the game. Um, once you start getting a lot of like the crazy spells, uh, I stopped using weapons a lot, except for, I think it was like a lance or a pole arm, like a really long mm-hmm. like, attacker. Like I love that for, um, walking into rooms that I, I don't know what's coming, so I could just kind of poke from from a distance. Um, yeah. What about you, Nate? What did you use? Uh, yeah, the scythe was so helpful for dealing with a lot of those, like, Medusa head enemies. Anything that was flying, really good. I loved this light beam attack that you got from stealing from, um, I think it's like one of those Nova skeletons, the green skeleton guys. Mm-hmm. You can steal that ability. And I have no idea how I would have defeated Dracula or anything else without that move. Yeah. And there's a couple of other crazy ones in the end game that I wish I had more time. One was just this giant rock fist that you just punched everything to death with. Yep. That was super cool. And then once you get the Cerebus heads, and you did you ever use those to attack enemies? No. Oh my no. god, you're gonna have to queue up the game one more time. <laughs> and it's all the different Cerebus parts that you need to assemble to unlock that final area of Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. But those are just full-on attacks that you can use against enemies, too. So you can have a Cerebus familiar, and then in either hand, another Cerebus head that you just start chomping away on enemies. Wow. And that was mostly what I used at the end of the game, even if it didn't make any sense. It was very fun to use. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I also just want to say again, the music in this game is so fucking good. <laughs> the music, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, in the prison, oof, that music was really good. It just, like, there's more bangers in this uh, soundtrack than ones that um, I disliked, I'll, I'll say. You know, par for the course for uh, Castlevania. Shocker, the music's good. Yeah, hot takes there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I wonder. Well, to... One thing I asked you when I started playing it, when I like was going to the levels, is like, because uh, Nate, like you, you were saying earlier, I kind of had like, in my in my mind the thought that it was more like um, more like a Metroid game where you just have like a big open area to explore, like there is like the correct way to go but there's like branching paths and whatnot and like this game has that to an extent but it is yeah much like much more linear um so yeah i remember asking you about that tony like is this is this what castlevania is or is this one like kind of different and it sounds like the answer is sorta (laughs) yeah this one's very uh vania in that metroidvania genre Mm -hmm. a lot more stage oriented than even um, Donna Sorrow or Ari of Sorrow, those games definitely have different ways to approach it. You can do different sequence breaks. This game's a lot more linear, which I understand for some could be a turnoff, but I kind of I kind of like it. I grew up, you know, with Castlevania Three, Super Castlevania, Bloodlines on Genesis was awesome, and so it felt a little bit more of a 
retro game than some of the other DS Castlevania mm. games. Portrait of Ruins sort of that middle balance where there is a big castle to explore, but it's a little like Mario 64 in that you go into paintings, and then in those paintings are a more self-contained stage that you would play through. Um, this just took that idea one step further and making it more like some of the levels were just straight up combat gauntlets where you're just going from left to right or right to left um but yeah i kind of like that because the combat system's so fun in this game yeah i want to go back to the bosses really quick because i have one more dracula complaint <laughs> yeah this yeah yeah castlevania game has by far the worst dracula fight in it <laughs> i didn't remember it like if you play portrait of ruin you get this incredible fight that's challenging um but part of that game is you're controlling two characters somewhat simultaneously you can swap back and forth and the final battle reflects that where you're fighting death and dracula simultaneously who are doing these union attacks together i love that it was such a high watermark in that game and then yeah you get kind of your standard dracula attacks and then he goes to that second phase, and then he busts out the most bullshit attack in this whole game, which is just a stream of bats that insta-kills you unless you're ducking. I died, like, a dozen times to Dracula only because of that single attack. And, and yeah, Dracula sucks in this game. Yeah, looks cool, not fun to fight. Um, at least from what I can tell, because I actually replayed it and I, I killed them in one hit, so that's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll also say, I'll also say, if we're talking about boss fights um, that weren't very fun, I'll say it again: that desert fish fucking sucked. I thought the Bar- Barlow fight was not super duper fun either, um, but maybe that's yeah, just yeah. That one was that one was a bit of a pain. Yeah, and um, death looked cool but it was kind of disappointing again like i was actually replaying by this point so it went down really fast but even when i went back and watched other people play through some of the bosses um you know without cheat codes um it seemed like he goes down really easily uh by the point that point in the game which was kind of disappointing but maybe you guys had different experiences with death um <laughs> what is this out of context yeah <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Uh, Death is also green, which is weird. I don't know why he's green in this game, but he is. That's why he's, he's so fragile. <laughs> it's, he's a new Death. He's, he's still a little green. Yeah. <laughs> his, his arena that you fight him in, though, is so cool. The big full moon in yeah. the background. Yeah. Yeah. They always have some epic arena for him, but... Yeah, it was kind of kind of easy um, for death. Normally, there's multiple phases when you get to him, and in some of the games, he's the hardest boss. Like uh, the very first Castlevania, death is significantly harder than Dracula. Uh, so that was very cool looking, very cool arena, but was a bit of a pushover. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, especially compared to other bosses. Yeah, the the. This game has a uh, very distinct mark in my head of like, hey, I really like these bosses versus fuck that guy. You know, like there's, you're in one of one or the other. There's, there's only maybe one or two that I think are like in a middle ground. Um, oh yeah, like you got the crab boss as a highlight. You got all this, 
and then um i can't remember the name but yeah the the water uh goddess demon you got the big creature fight and then all of a sudden it throws like a giant mechanical horse at you <laughs> right at the end of the game that you need to take down like the idea behind it is so cool where it's a little bit more of a puzzle boss fight right but, you like, jump up him too yeah elegor yeah. elegor i think his name is yeah it just hits so hard and the part that isn't difficult doesn't happen until a little bit further into the fight and it's always a pain in the ass to do something that's easy to then get your next shot at the thing that's hard versus like the whole like uh like sakura is good about the whole boss fight is difficult you feel locked in and engaged it isn't like oh i have to endure whittle down this part that's really boring and easy to get at the part that's difficult yeah and just feels like an extended loading screen to get back to the thing you're struggling with yep yep um yeah like a third phase that's like the really hard part and you have to go through two phases that are like mm, this is pretty yeah, easy so and like my frustration with design like that too is when you take damage or do something silly during an easy phase because you're bored trying to get to the hard phase that is like one of the most frustrating things in video games to me but i know a lot of that is on myself <laughs> for for letting for letting myself lose concentration or getting bored with sections but anyways um yeah, and there's not a lot of like there's not too much healing, like in-game healing available too, especially in like the early mid game. Yeah. It's pretty expensive to purchase all so that stuff in the shop. Yeah. Very... Provided you know a shop exists at all, because again, the game is. I don't tell you. Know, it's, it's 2008. Read the instruction manual, buy the Brady game strategy guide, which I'll admit I still own the strategy guide from this game, and that was Hell, very yeah. helpful as I was working through it. Yeah. Um, oh, I. This conversation about how this game doesn't communicate well just reminded me of another thing. Uh, can we talk about menus for a second? So um, I'm unsure how these menus communicate certain things. Like with the glyph menu, what's the difference between yellow, white, and blue labeling? Like I, I couldn't make sense of what that was, and I'm sure there's an easy explanation for it, but I, where do I get it from? Um, yeah. I, have, I have no idea. It seemed like to, to the, like change too like i feel like it changed like part way through when you like selected stuff too i don't know i i think yellow is either <laughs> that's already a good start right there right? Like, <laughs> yeah right how does this work you're like i think um it's something that you have equipped on a different loadout so there's abc loadouts yeah, yeah either yeah. either it's something that you have equipped on a different loadout or something you've recently equipped. I was never sure which one of those it was. Be and I didn't care enough to figure it out. Because there, there are icons in there to show, like, this is under A. This is, like, an A equip, a B equip, a C equip. A That's in there. But, like, the colors of it, like, I, d I just couldn't couldn't figure it out. And the other thing, and this, like, okay, this sounds like a very small slight. But something that I would have expected of a Castlevania game, I guess, is, like... It doesn't show key items very well, like in your equipment. Like I picked up a red orb from a giant skeleton that was, you know, I know that is a just a door unlock, right? Because there are very visible doors that, like, hey, this has a red eye in the middle. You need one of these to pass, right? Very, 
um, environmental uh, communication there is a success. But none of that ends up in my inventory. So I can't even like look back on the enemies I vanquished. I, there's like you miss an opportunity for like maybe some flavor text. And that goes for you know a bunch of different things, not just like the red eyes from the bosses, but there's a villager that has like cats strewn throughout like yeah. the world and you you hear the cat meowing and then you have to you know try to you know they're in that room so yeah go find them and when you pick them up it, like it doesn't even have it in your inventory really like it's just like you could forget that you picked it up and then when you go back to town it's like oh yeah i did this thing you know like yeah they have the side quest for the villagers which is a neat idea to extend the length of the game but they don't have like quests and then menu that really help you easily keep track of them. I think there's like villager data in the menu, and then you needed to click on that and then delve into the actual villager, and then you could see stuff, but it's buried so far in the menu. Like, why would you ever look there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough, and and some of that too is. You know the platform you're developing on the fact that this was you know how many years ago 12 or 13 years ago yeah um, you know games, 2008 yeah game design has come a long way in that time so like i hate to knock a game for something like that um but you know hindsight's 2020 right um i feel like it, it's it's worth mentioning at least um, it is yeah, i agree it is funny, like, we've been nitpicking a lot of things like specific bosses or failure to communicate things, and then we've praised, like, the art style, the combat, and the music so much, and I don't know if you two feel like this, but for me, so much of the appeal of these Castlevania games, and kind of even an extension of the Dark Souls games that you mentioned, Jake, because I love those too, is that just really solid art design, really solid combat, and really really good music just goes such a long way to for me at least enjoying a game and like castlevania just crushes all those three dimensions and so any of the bullshit things i kind of tend to look over or gloss over or just endure because it's like i know that next boss is going to be great or i can't wait to see what that next weapon's going to be and it just yeah. keeps me moving through the frustration mm-hmm Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I we have absolutely been nitpicking this game um, a bunch during this episode. But I mean, uh, to give away my my review, like, hey, hey, I like this game. Like, I think it's I think this game was really fun to play, really uh, engaging and challenging. Um, definitely frustrating in in some some parts of it. Um, but like, yeah, this game is this game super fun, and I I do want to play um, more Castlevania games now that I've 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 broken the seal. Yeah, so if we're getting to our final ratings, then uh, the, this is why using a dichotomous scale is very hard because um, ultimately I think this is a hey I don't like this game for me. Um, I appreciate the challenge of this game, I really do. Um, it was it was way too hard for me like i said i had to use cheat codes i try not to use that in games that we play for this like i, I try to avoid that stuff but it was like i couldn't progress through the game without it it was very very hard um on top of that there are some design choices 
that I didn't love. You know, we talked about elements of the glyph system, some of the locations, lackluster story, some of these specific boss fights that we had issues with. You know, it's like all of that is is preventing me from getting it above that, you know, a mental wall to get it past, you know, the, hey, I like that game standard. But this game makes me want to play Symphony of the Night again. It makes me want to play the other GBA uh, Castlevania games with, uh, what's that uh, character? Soma, I think the main character is. Um, yep. I've heard those games are excellent, and I hadn't really played a 2D Castlevania game in a very long time. I mean, Bloodstained is like the most modern example of a Castlevania game that I've played, but like actual Castlevania, uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Nate, I've played a lot of 3D Castlevania stuff and not so much 2D. Um, this game makes me excited to go back and play those um, GBA games. Um, but unfortunately, this one is a, hey, I don't like that game. Oh. I'm sorry. One note. Oh, I didn't make the game. You're just apologizing yeah, to Yeah, how um, dare you? <laughs> Konami on that one. <laughs> so, okay, before, before, my, before my rating, one note about the difficulty. One of the criticisms of these Castlevania games was that after uh, Circle of the Moon was the first on the GBA, that was a pretty challenging game. After that, these games got real easy. Dawn of Sorrow, particularly, was a pretty big pushover. You could over-level easily. You could use certain items that would just blast through most of the bosses where they were a joke. Mm. And so, Order of Ecclesia, like, if you have the spectrum of, like, way too, you know, like, like if a one is way too easy... They're like, okay, we're going to go a five, like way too hard on this because we're tired of these complaints. We're going to make it much more difficult and a lot more in line with a classic Castlevania experience, which all those games are really difficult. Yeah. Um, like Genesis Bloodlines, Castlevania, Castlevania 3 is an asshole. Great game, but just it makes you cry a little bit. Yeah. Rea um, reactionary balancing. <laughs> You know? yeah 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 exactly exactly um so i i like this game um i used to love it i i definitely still like it mm -hmm. um despite the despite the well-earned flaws and nitpick nitpicks there's still so much going for this game that i i liked playing it mm -hmm. um can i make a suggestion sure. if you found that this game was too difficult but you kind of like the premise I would recommend from the GBA, Aria of Sorrow is very good. Um, Harmony of Dissonance, do not play that game. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, Circle of the Moon was great when it released, but does show its age, so it's a little clunky. It is more difficult, but Aria of Sorrow is a sweet spot. And then Dawn of Sorrow was a really good follow-up. Uh, and then Portrait of Ruin on the DS. Uh, both Dawn of Sorrow and Portrait of Ruin on the DS were very entertaining. Um, Order of Ecclesia, I think, is the only canonical Castlevania game to not feature the vampire killer whip yep. in some capacity. Um, Portrait of Ruin, it's mostly you're playing a character who's kind of a descendant of either the Belmonts or the Morris. However, that worked out in the weird convoluted castlevania storyline yeah uh but you're playing as two different characters one that's more magic oriented one that's more whip focused 
Um, and so that game feels a lot more like a Castlevania game, whereas this feels like uh, Order of Ecclesia felt like an RPG situated in like the Castlevania universe. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like uh-huh. I, like I hate to say that I don't like this game because like that that seems harsher than than like it, it really is. It's just like ah, that there are way more things about this game that frustrated me than I than I liked. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I can't wait to play. You said Aria, Aria Sara. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm gonna pick that you up. You want a strategy guide with that one to figure out how to get the better ending? Just a heads up. Mm-hmm. So I'd yeah. go with Aria of Sorrow on the GBA, and then Portrait of Ruin on the DS would be my two recommendations based upon the things you like about this game and the things that you don't like about this game. Yeah, and I, I honestly will probably pick those up in the next couple of days just to, just to have some to play. That that sounds fun. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jake, uh, do you want to know what we're going to play next? Yeah, you've been very hush-hush about it. You, you said you're going to edit the next episode of the podcast, this episode of the podcast, like, right away. But you can't tell me why, because that's a spoiler for the game that we're playing. Yeah, so... so you've, been, you've really been protecting this one. So, so Jake, we haven't played a fighting game in a while. And, and we have a request. So this is transcribed from a conversation I had almost two years ago now. <laughs> okay. Oh, 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 there was this fighting game on the Game Boy Color that was the most addicting and fluid fighting game for its time on the portable uh, system. Uh, Let me look it up. Power Quest. Holy shit, that game ruled. It was so much fun, if I recall correctly. I mean, the gameplay alone made it stand out for the Game Boy Color, and moves and controls felt like you were playing on console. So that was transcribed. From our good friend her monster so the next episode we will be playing power quest with our good friend her monster uh power quest on the game boy game, advance no it's game boy color keep game boy color oh, game, game boy color dude this game actually looks really cool it's like um it, it's a you know very simplistic fighting game but there is like a a story mode that has like rpg elements to it it looks like it's gonna be kind of fun um, holy shit i can't wait yeah. oh my god <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be great um but speaking of her monster he's actually doing a 24 hour charity stream right now in support of the american foundation for suicide prevention uh so definitely check him out if you're hearing this right now he's over on twitch.tv slash her monster that is with three r's at the end um check him out and donate some money to a good cause um oh yeah yeah, I'm very excited to finally have him on the show. It's been a while. We've been we've been trying to get him on for for a bunch of different stuff. So it's finally stars have aligned, and now we're gonna play some Power Quest. Um, That's a, that sounds like such a her monster game to pick. <laughs> yeah, it, this this will be fun. Uh, and speaking of fun, Nate, this has been a delight. Thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Hey, Jake and Tony, thank you for having me. Any opportunity I have to chat with you two, and any opportunity I have to talk. Castlevania is an awesome time. So thank you very yeah, much. Thanks for, for letting me play a Castlevania game for the first time. I I I loved it, and I'm gonna play some more. Nate, you popped his cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Sorry, sorry. I just had to. I'm too, I'm too old to have a follow up <laughs> joke to that. <laughs> uh, with that, uh, Jake, where can the people find us on on the internet? 
Well, you can find us everywhere. You can email us, heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet us at likethatgame. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, the Hey Like That Game podcast. We do some streams. Tony does uh, Try Hard Tuesday streams at twitch.tv slash heyilikethatgame. And yeah, you can find us there. Nate, you got any plugs? Oh, I'm just happy to be part of uh, part of the Empire here. No plugs. <laughs> hey, there we go. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Peace out, y'all. Have a good day. I want to suck your blood. (laughs) Wait, Nate, this is where you got to get your uh, vampire laugh. That was really good. (laughs) I'm like Dracula, don't suck. Hey! (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.